Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon Hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. How you doing? I am fantastic. I'm excited for a new week being in the Psalms. Yes, Psalm 20. Moving right along here. This one, I'm actually excited about Psalm 20. We've had this spate of very positive, uplifting psalms, and that's really great. I want to tell you I'm excited about it, too. It's a short psalm, but so powerful. And I think what a wonderful blessing to to think that someone might pray this over me or for me. Mm. What a privilege to pray this for someone else. Mm. So uh, so let's get into it. Yeah, I really want us to hang on to that image you just sat there, that you just laid out there, I guess I should say it that way, because that is, as our conversations progress throughout the week, that's where we're going to end up with this. So we, yeah. as we talk every day, let's have that in mind about praying this for one another. Let's start it. by reading it. English Standard Version, Psalm 20. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. What a powerful, powerful prayer. I know that we're 11 days into this new year, but I, I wish we could have had this for New Year's Eve. This would know? have been great. Yeah. Let's kick off the yeah. year with kick this. Kick off the year with this. It's, it's early enough. It's yeah. early enough. This can be the prayer for 2021. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we can be praying this for one another. We can make sure, hey, hey, we've got to keep, keep God awake. Give him yeah, no rest. That's right. Give him no Give rest. Him no rest. Give him no rest. This, this prayer for his king, for our king, for one another. Just what a powerful, powerful prayer. So let's set the stage. Okay. So, Andrew, here's what I think is going on here. Tell me what you think. This, to me, has all the ringing tones of the night before battle. Mm. The king is about to go off in battle. He's about to lead the armies against the enemies. And what's happening here is this is the, this is the send-off prayer. This is the we want for our king mm-hmm. everything in this battle to go our way. We want God to give victory. We want God to give deliverance. And we, we see in that the the connection between king and people. Yeah. So just as you're painting the picture for me, do you see the king praying this over his forces? Is this something that the king, a prayer he leads like in the assembly and they all pray it together? Well, this may be an assembly type prayer. If David actually wrote this, again, we, we recognize that where it says like to the choir master, a psalm of David doesn't right. necessarily mean David wrote it. It could mean in the style of David or dedicated to David. Hmm. If David wrote it, we, we could see him offering this for his people. I hope all of your requests are are, are granted. Okay. But I really think what's happening is this is more the prayer of the people toward the king oh. or on behalf of the king. Okay. Obviously, the prayer is toward God, so i got to make sure I use the right, right. terminology but, but here. But praying but for their leader. Praying for their leader for their because king. 
the the king is the head the king if the king is successful the army is successful if the army is successful the nation is successful so so here is this battle cry prayer and here, we're in the day of trouble. There's a day of distress. And that, to me, is what's so interesting. We've, we've had lament psalms where sure. they're in the day of distress, sure. where they're in the day of trouble. And it's the, why is there this trouble? Why is there this distress? Why aren't you doing something about this yet, Lord? But here's the, we're actually, we're in this distress. There's some kind of enemy. There's something coming against us. And the king is going to go out and he's going to fight the battle. Obviously not by himself. But he's going to go out and he's going to fight the battle. And what we're praying is for God to be with this battle, for Mm -hmm. God to be with our side in the battle, for God to be with our army in the battle, for God to be with our king in the battle. And it comes off as a petition of, hey, we know, king, that you're praying. Mm -hmm. We know you're praying about this. And haven't we had a ton of psalms where the king has been praying about these kinds of things? Sure. In the day of trouble, in the day of distress, Lord, arise, Lord, awake, Mm -hmm. Lord, be there, Mm -hmm. fight this battle, defeat the enemies. And so this psalm is saying, we want all these things you've been asking for to happen. Yeah. And so you've got this in verse six. I know the Lord saves his anointed. The kings of Israel were anointed. Yes. By the prophet chosen by God to lead the people. And then, of course, in verse nine, king is said specifically. Some folks actually read this. You were asking, would it be something done in the assembly? There's a certain school of thought regarding the Psalms that almost all of them were somehow liturgical, would have been used in specific times of worship and events. And so they do actually see this as a a pre-battle assembly and we're there before the tabernacle or before the temple and the people are praying. And now verse uh, six and following might be the priest's response as the voice of God uttering, hey, this, this is the way it is. It's it's an assurance. That's it's an powerful. assurance that, that this prayer is being granted is what these final statements are. I know. Now, it's a statement of faith. Sure. It's a statement of faith that we're, we're about to go to battle, but I know the Lord saves his anointed. So this is the basis for even praying this. Mm-hmm. The basis for even praying is I know the Lord is with his anointed. Mm. And I can pray and I can pray with confidence and I can pray with faith because the Lord has demonstrated time and again that he is with his anointed. He is with his people. And and here's the other basis. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, not us. We trust in the name of the Lord. So here is this basis. We, we know how God works with his anointed and we know that our faith is in God. So we can pray this prayer that we know. We know the battle is going to go our way because we've got this this meeting in the middle of what mm-hmm. God does with his chosen and how we have been trusting in him. Mm-hmm. And, and that we must trust in God and not these other things, not, not in our own might, our own technology, our own skills. Because verse 8 said that they have bowed down and they have fallen. Who? The ones that had put their trust in chariots and in horses. Yeah. But when you trust in the Lord, he is the one that delivers. We'll probably mention this again later in the week as we keep talking about it. But the fascinating thing about verse 7 is that in the original, the word trust is not in the first half. It's kind of like some in chariots, some in horses, Hmm. but we, we bring the name of the Lord to remembrance, or we invoke the name of the Lord is, is kind of the literal here. And so getting to the last half, helps us know what the first half was. Some some in horses, some in chariots. What are they doing What's with horses and chariots? What's that about? Oh, we are remembering the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We are invoking Yahweh, our God, as we go into this battle. They're just invoking their horses and their chariots. How important it is then to have an attitude of preparation 
for battle, for trials, for you know whatever's coming in prayer. The preparation is in prayer. Th- th- yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad you said that because what we're actually learning from this psalm is where the battle and when the battle is actually won. Mm-hmm. What the do ba- you mean? The, the battle... <laughs> Softball. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, The battle is not won on the battlefield. The battle is won in the prayer closet. Mm. In Ephesians chapter 6, when it talks about the armor of God, and we've had reason over the past few weeks with some of these psalms to go back to Ephesians chapter 6. I think when we were talking about Ephesians, or excuse me, Psalm 18, as we were talking about the battle, we, we mentioned the armor of the Lord, and we, yeah. we went back to that as we were looking at Psalm 18. Here, we, we find in Psalm 20 this battle that's going on, and in, in Ephesians 6.10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Not horses and chariots, not tanks and armor, not, not anything that I can create, not anything I can do. In this battle, I need to be strong in the Lord and in his might. So then he says, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Back in Psalm 18, we learned that the enemy is too big for us. Right. That's what we're seeing here. In verse 13 of Ephesians 6, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Here is this armor, all of this that we are taking up. And so now that I'm armed, Armed, what do I expect to happen next? Mm-hmm. He says, put on the armor, now go fight. Right. Get on the battlefield and fight. Fight with all your might. Fight with all your strength. You're, you're strong enough because now you're wearing God's armor. But where does Paul actually go with this? He says, get all this armor on. Get your helmet on. Get your breastplate on. Get your shield. Get your sword. And then verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Where is the battle? The battle yeah. is actually not on the battlefield. The battle is in the prayer closet. The battle's going on in prayer. And so we should never have the attitude that, well, all I can do is pray. All I can do is pray. I've all done that's left to do is pray. I've done everything else. I've done... Now, look, if you're going to say all that's left to do is pray, maybe you've tried a lot, and now you've learned that all that there ever was to do was pray. What a lesson. W- what, if, what if we had done that first? Mm-hmm. Don't... Now, Andrew, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that there's nothing that we do. All right. I can go through the Old Testament and I see the battles that happened again and again and again, especially as we go through Joshua. Well, and even Judges. in the life of David, right? Yes. Our psalmist. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But what we recognize is you, as you go through those battles that we see throughout Israel's history, there's all kinds of different ways that God won the victory. Sometimes the people did absolutely nothing. They just watched as God confused the enemy and the enemy killed themselves. Right. Sometimes all they had to do was march around the city and God brought the walls down. Yeah. Sometimes uh, they actually had to pick up their swords and their bows and they had to get out on the battlefield and they had to fight as as hard as they could. And as long as Moses was able to hold up the staff, they were going to win. They were winning the day. But if the staff started falling down, mm-hmm. they started they losing. losing. And no matter how the people behaved in these battles, right. all of those stories are letting us know who's actually fighting the battle. 
Battle belongs to the Lord every time. Absolutely. And so if I really believe the battle belongs to the Lord, then the greatest amount of preparation time is not greasing the axles on the chariot. The greatest amount of preparation time is not combing down the horses and getting the saddle nice and oiled and squeaky clean and prepared. It's not getting the the saber or the spear sharpened. My preparation time is prayer because that is how the battle is going to be won. 99% of the fight is prayer. We think about we have important things to do today. And I don't know where you are in your walk of life. You know, someone else listening to this conversation, maybe they really make decisions that are life and death, healthcare workers and doctors and police and all of this. I mean, it's that important. We need to begin the day with prayer. So here's me. My problem is that prayer often feels like doing nothing. Have you ever, do you ever have that struggle? I mean, sure. Sure. You know, you're, you're bowing your head and your eyes are closed and you're talking. And I'm not even actually, it doesn't even feel like I'm talking to anyone because he's not sitting here. Yeah. So there's a lot of faith and it can really feel like I'm doing nothing. And I feel like I'm wasting time and I need to get to the, to the important stuff of my work and fighting this battle. And I, I need to understand that is exactly backwards. Right. The right. greatest amount of the battle, the most effective, most important thing we do is the prayer part of it. And that's what Psalm 20 demonstrates. They're going off to the battle, but they are not going off without remembering the Lord and calling him to their side and calling him to lift up arms and fight. And that's the way I need to be spending my days and nights. That's exactly right. We appreciate so much you listen to the podcast today. Send us an email with your comments or questions. Text talk at christiansbeinghere.org. Text talk at christiansbeinghere.org. We look forward to talking more about Psalm 20 tomorrow. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, it is a precious thing, an important thing, that we might be able to speak to you in prayer, knowing that you hear us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our Mediator. Father, we pray that you might search out our hearts and correct any misguided attitudes that prayer is anything less than everything. God, we pray that we might walk in faith with you this day and that you might enrich our prayer life with you throughout this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. It's Monday, the year of our Lord. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> okay, okay, wow. Sorry. I uh, forgot the date. January 11. Let me try that again. It's Monday, January 11, the year of our Lord at 2021. On new dramatic microphones, this <laughs> sounds better. <laughs> 
We don't have to pull back the curtain for people to see behind it. <laughs> no, I guess not. I guess not. We are excited, though. New microphones. Hopefully this sounds better. Yeah. Okay.